Imagine not knowing what your income would be each week. Financial planning would be a nightmare. Almost 90% of Vision's income is free will donations. When supporters commit to monthly giving, it provides greater certainty when budgeting for regular expenses and weighing up new opportunities that arise. Knowing we can rely on regular gifts each month takes some of the guesswork out of operating a faith ministry. Monthly givers who share our mission are called Visionary Extra Mile Partners. And right now, you're invited to join this growing group of faithful supporters. The amount of your tax-deductible monthly gift is completely up to you. What is most important is knowing that you are standing with us to reach Australia for the gospel. Click the banner at vision.org.au or in the Vision app to find out more about becoming a Visionary Extra Mile Partner. It only takes a few minutes, but will have an eternal impact. Vision. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. As you will be aware, state election capturing the imagination of people all over the nation is the one that's coming up in WA on the 13th of March. It's being billed as a likely landslide victory to the McGowan Labor government. The opposition leader, Zach Kirkup, has been criticised widely because he's essentially conceded the election. So, what do Christians think about the West Australian state election? In WA, there is an active Christian party. They're called Australian Christians. Marika Granvold is the WA State Director for Australian Christians and is a candidate for the Upper House seat of East Metro. Marika, welcome along to 2020. Oh, always amazing being with you, Neil. Thank you so much for having me. Marika, just getting so close to the election now. It's coming up on the 13th of March. There's been early voting already in place. How do you see early voting happening in WA? Is that an advantage or is that a disadvantage? Oh, look, it's been an interesting one because we've got, yeah, as you mentioned, three weeks of early voting over here and the whole idea is to try and, you know, move populations around because of COVID. But, of course, in WA, it's just a totally different ballgame over here. There aren't community transmissions. (laughs) There's nothing to worry about. Um, And so, yeah, the fact that we have this three weeks of trying to get volunteers on early voting stations um, is quite tricky. You know, we often don't have the manpower that some of these other parties have. You know, there's often four or five people per booth. So it's definitely made it trickier this time around. I mean, super convenient for people, of course. Um, But I think even a week before voting will give people ample time to vote. But three weeks to me is a bit crazy, (laughs) to be honest. We'll get into some issues in just a moment. But for those who are not very familiar with Australian Christians, you've got something like 30 candidates standing for lower house seats and you've got 12 candidates for the upper house seats. Uh, You must be feeling pretty good about the number of candidates you're fielding this time round. Yeah, look, and we try every election to give people the choice. You know, we really want to make sure that there is in the upper and lower house uh, the opportunity 
opportunity for Christians to vote according to their non-negotiables first. And, and that's the plan, you know, by fielding candidates across the board, we can actually do that and, and sort of strengthen the Christian voice in those electorates. So we had a few more last time around, but I think this time, you know, just finding people has been a bit trickier, but still very grateful that we've got some incredible people out and about, um, about, yeah, over 40 candidates out there, you know, just talking about the goodness of God and why we think about policy in a different way, which is so important. Uh, well, let's talk about why anyone would exercise their preferential voting and put a number one in an Australian Christian's uh, mm-hmm. box this time around. Uh, let's talk about the leaders for a moment. You've got Mark McGowan, mm-hmm. who is a highly popular Labor leader. Uh, what's mm-hmm. your biggest concern about Mark McGowan continuing on uh, in his leadership as Premier of WA right now? Well, look, a lot of people have said, uh, of course, Labor social policy is is quite alarming, to say the least. And I mean, we've seen what's happening in Victoria with some of the gender conversion therapy legislation. But of course, Mark McGowan is on record here of, you know, voting uh, completely against uh, Christian issues. He was in favour of supporting same-sex marriage. He was very instrumental in WA in making sure people voted uh, in favour of uh, euthanasia. Uh, a lot of their their members didn't even get a conscience vote on the issue. Um, and, of course, he also uh, legalised, uh, was part of legalising abortion back in 98. So, you know, even though a lot of people think, oh, McGowan has kept this safe state, this state safe, uh, when you look at social policy and actually as Christians what we should be looking for in a leader, uh, a lot of those things don't marry up when it comes to Labor, unfortunately. So on the social agenda, let's call it for what it is, WA Labor has anti-Christian social policies. Let's, we may come back to some of those, but let me ask you about Zach Kirkup. He's the leader of the Liberal Party in WA. Uh, What are your thoughts about him? Look, for me, I, I personally think if you're heading into an election, you need a strong leader at the helm and you actually need people who are going to be willing to see the race through to the end. So for us, it's been so disappointing to see, and even for, for his team, that, you know, two weeks before voting day, he's sort of conceding the election. And I just thought, how disappointing. You know, you're heading into battle. You're heading into an election war, in a sense. And for someone to kind of have that, that real lax attitude about it is incredibly disappointing. Um, So strong leadership is what people respond to. I think even for our supporters, we've had a lot of people say that's why they're quite keen to join AC because there's a good base there and a good leadership and people supporting one another. But I think giving up before your race ends, very disappointing. Well, you are quite critical of the Labor social agenda. How does the Liberal Party's social agenda on some of those big issues you were talking about, how do they measure up? Yeah, look, well, the interesting thing with the Liberal Party, of course, on a lot of conscience issues, uh, they don't actually have a policy. So that, to me, I don't know if that's worse or better, but, you know, I often say to people when when the Liberal Party says that people have a conscience vote, let's say, on something like euthanasia, um, you sort of have to dig deeper whether that's actually really the case. So for us, for example, um, even when I look at the the um, euthanasia policy, the, the legislation that passed last year, a lot of these, these MPs still need to toe party line. 
So whilst they don't have any position on a lot of the issues we are very um, passionate about, like life and family and freedom, when you go through liberal policy, they simply don't even have positions on half of these things that are important to us. So how do we expect these liberal parliamentarians to make good decisions when the party doesn't even have a position on it? What you're saying is both sides are secular. (laughs) Both sides are, in fact, when it comes to these sorts of social policies, uh, they're taking Mm. anti-Christian positions. And that's a very uncomfortable thing for anyone to be thinking about when they're going to cast a vote. In fact, why do you think it is, Marika? Why do we pin our hopes on secular parties uh, when you've got Christian values that you're hoping will be upheld? Absolutely. Look, that's the million dollar question, Neil. You know, I always encourage people, especially Christians, you know, to think about their non-negotiables. And I'm not saying there aren't good people in Christians and Liberal Party. I'm not saying there aren't good Christians in the Labor Party. But the problem is we keep pinning our hopes that somehow those few Christians will make, you know, uh, reform the party. But it's not going to happen because, again, we know that some of these issues that we stand for, uh, you have to be able to stand on them unashamedly and you have to bring the truth unashamedly and I guess for a lot of the candidates they're not willing to kind of stick their their head out to sort of be be that person who does that so for me I keep saying to Christians we can no longer in good conscience place our vote in parties who do not share our non-negotiables and when I look at liberal policy and I look at labor policy uh, it just becomes so clear to me that as Christians we have a real opportunity here to make some noise and get elected Uh, you know we have the opportunity to do it and I think we should (laughs) I think it's time for a change Uh, let's come back to policy and uh, one of course that is outstanding to talk about and you mentioned Mm. uh, you're mindful of what's happening in Victoria the conversion laws uh, that will criminalize Christian prayer Mm. and pastoral care in fact anyone who has anything to say to anyone with unwanted same-sex attraction what's happened in Victoria Victoria is being recognised as a tragedy that it should happen anywhere in Australia. But now WA looks like following in the footsteps of Victoria. What are your concerns for WA if McGowan is returned and is likely to be about what will happen with those same conversion laws? Yeah, look, I interestingly, Neil, um, I was on a booth with one of our candidates this morning and we had two of the Labor parliamentarians there, actually, and we were uh, people were walking up to us talking about some of the issues and we were talking to people about this conversion therapy bill and I kid you not, these, these, these members were so threatened by what we were sharing. They were intimidating one of our other candidates. They were calling her a liar. Um, and this is the flavour. This is what we're seeing. The more we're bringing the truth into the conversation, the more people are arcing up about it. And, of course, now with Labor... It's no longer an issue of saying this is pie in the sky stuff when we're showing people this is actually what's been passed and introduced by a Labor government. Yes, it's in Victoria, but, um, you know, social policy does, we pray it doesn't, but does tend to make its way into the other states, especially if there's going to be a huge Labor victory in the upper and lower house. So I say to people, please, it's not just a matter of us standing on the policy issues, but, you know, it's a spiritual battle too when us standing for truth um, and bringing light into the conversation. We have to do that. Um, So it just proved my point this morning. You know, you just, with, with some 
people, it's so hard to bring the truth. They don't want to see it or if you present them with it, you know, you get abusive language as we did this morning. So it's crucial for us, I think, this time around to be mindful. Even though it's in Victoria, it can make its way here. And that's what Christians actually have to wake up to. We have to wake up to the fact that we can't keep pinning our hopes on secular parties to act Christian. Well, Marika, you are the State Director of Australian Christians in Western Australia. You're also a candidate for the Upper House seat of East Metro. Uh, How do you rate your own prospects on Election Day? Oh, look, it's always a numbers game, Neil, and, you know, you do what you can. I mean, gosh, for us over the last five years, and even for me, the last two in particular, it's been it's been grassroots and, and growing our membership base, uh, making sure we're getting out to churches, you know, momentum, our events have been a great way of doing that too. So at the end of the day, you can never predict what's going to happen, but I do think in East Metro, you know, we stand a pretty incredible chance uh, for that very reason that Christians are actually engaging with me. So many people have spoken and said, yes, it's time for a Christian party with Christian MPs to represent the Christian voice in WA so that's been really encouraging Um, but it's a lot of work that goes on in the background that's for sure so you know we'll just keep running the race unashamedly till the very last day there's no conceding here that's for sure. Marika, we're not under any illusion here. You, as Australian Christians, as a political party, you're probably not getting the sort of mainstream media coverage that you would desire. For people listening to our conversation right now and wondering about this party, Australian Christians, not so familiar with you. You have been around a long time. You are going to be uh, having a whole lot of candidates, lower house and upper house. Uh, Going to the website, what are people likely to see at the australianchristians.org.au? Yeah, well, look, they'll see our policies. They'll be able to see the latest news, actually what we're up to. You know, I often say to people, we're one of the few uh, Christian parties and political parties that are active in between election cycles. So they'll be able to read the latest news. Uh, You know, our how to vote guides are on there. So if people want to know how we've preferenced and and our, our, our process regarding that, they can have a look at our website and also our candidates. So if you want to know a little bit about the face uh, behind the name, then people are more than than able to actually access that on our, our um, website as well. So there's so much info, opportunity to get involved with us, opportunity to view some of our uh, how to vote resources. We've got a really great video that explains the voting system at the moment. So that's been a really good tool that people have been sharing amongst each other as well. Well, Marika, I'm looking forward to another update with you before Election Day. But let me point people to australianchristians.org.au australianchristians.org.au so that listeners can at least be informed about the policies of the Christian party that is standing for election on WA Election Day coming up on the 13th of March. Marika Granvold, candidate for Upper House Seat East Metro and State Director for the Australian Christians in WA. Marika, thanks so much for giving us an update today on 2020. Oh, always happy to, Neil. Thank you for having me. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au. 